in this movie, characters are being stalked by some murderers. And at some point, one of the murderers reveals that he's been listening to headphones mm-hmm. while murdering, which I don't recommend because you don't know what's going on. Right. But what do you suppose he was listening to while committing these atrocities? Mm. The Captain Planet theme song. Your powers combined. I am Captain Planet. Captain Planet. He's a hero. Okay. Because he's their hero, right? And he's going to take pollution down to zero. Now, if you think about pollution as uh, victims, he's going to kill all the victims. He's going to take them down to zero. Uh, it's a it's a complicated song. Uh, there's a lot of uh, metaphors, similes, analogies, etc. So I won't go into it here, but that's what I believe he is listening to. So in your mind, this villain yes. is pretending to be Captain Planet. Mm-hmm. And he's fueling himself with the music of Captain Planet. Well, he might be pretending to be a planeteer. I don't want to speak for him, but... uh, Where did you come up with this? (laughs) Like, At one point, did you decide that this was what was going on? Literally, right now. I'm making this up as we are talking. Uh, Yeah, I gave this question zero thought. I didn't even remember it until you started saying it. So I was like, I better make something up quick. Well, I'm glad you just default to Captain Planet. Yeah. Is that <laughs> always your go-to? <laughs> no, 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 no. That I don't know that. I just plucked that out of the air, Mark. You know, okay. good radio. All right, then. Captain Planet for John. Garrett? Mark, what do you think he's listening to? Well, I got the impression that we were dealing with some good old boys, maybe some some, uh, you know, rural folk yeah. who uh, like to use a little crossbow, go hunting, yeah. maybe hide in the deer blinds and then blindly shoot their prey. I don't think that's how a blind works, but okay. <laughs> you blind the deer. They can't see you. Yeah. You no, camoed. You I'm, camouflaged. I'm with you this whole, I'm picking up what you're putting down, bro. Yeah. Okay. Now, this type of person probably wants to listen to Kenny Chesney's She Thinks My Tractor's Sexy. Oh, that's like the opposite of a planeteer. Yeah, no, he's a good old boy. She thinks my tractor's sexy. It really turns her on. What else do you murder to? I mean, you know what I think you murder to. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? Wow, those are interesting choices. Oh, we're interesting men. I gotta be honest. (laughs) He's listening to a book on tape. Oh. He's listening to Harry Potter. Getting some light reading. Okay. He's, He's listening to the Harry Potter series, book on tape. If he's a man of class, he's listening to the Grave Talk podcast. Oh, God, I hope not. I hope we're not associated with anything terrible like that. Which book? Yeah, yeah. If he's in the Harry Potter verse, where is he in the story? Well, considering I've only seen two of them and I can't remember the names of them, either Harry Potter 1. <laughs> As it's known. Or Harry Potter, the one where Gary Oldman becomes a werewolf. Did you enjoy Harry Potter 6? <laughs> uh, you know, he's probably prisoner of Azkabanning. Okay. Yeah. I would have said Goblet of Fire. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Goblin of Fire? Goblet. Yeah. Oh. It's a uh, like a cup that has fire in it. it yeah, it doesn't make sense. I know any I sense. what a goblet is and I know what fire is. I just thought he said Goblin of Fire. I was like, oh, there's a fire goblin. That's cool. I think Robert Pattinson's in that one. To be honest, I never watched the movies. I've seen them all like three times. Have wow. you read the books? I have read the books. Have you heard the books on tape? No, but no. I only read the books. I, I'm old. I've only read the books as they were coming out. So uh, I really haven't read them since, uh, you know, the early hmm. 2000s. I wish there was a scene in the movie where he's just walking around. He's like, get him, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> Oh, that'd have been awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, listeners, what do you think? What was he listening to? It's a question for the ages. What? Well, what do you think? <laughs> hey, we're only here to give 
uh, questions, right? We're sparking ideas. Uh, it's a service we provide to our listeners. We make you think about things you probably never thought about before. No one's asked this question of your next until right now. Yeah, exactly. And we'll keep doing it too. Yeah. Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk podcast. My name is Mark. Again, joined with Garrett and John. Fellas, how are we doing today? Doing great. Doing wonderful. Doing excellent. Doing excellent. Outstanding. Great. Oh, there's similes. Words of positivity. Yeah, yeah. Good. I, I concur. I feel the same. Good. We're right. doing pretty good. <laughs> what do you guys mean? No, 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 hold on. Okay, what? We are doing great. Good. All right. Okay, it says here, uh, ask you what you've been up to <laughs> since last time. <laughs> um, well, my screen is saying, say nothing. <laughs> All right. What uh, does your screen say, Garrett? John went from being interesting to like the most boring man alive. Dude, it's been one thing after another. Uh, grown up shit. <laughs> grown up. Just that's grown folk shit. Yeah. You know, uh, I believe the kids call it adulting. Uh, oh. Takes up pretty much too much of my time. It's just the worst. Well, the worst. I saw the Joker finally. Oh, oh did you? Yeah. Um, it was interesting. Thought it was a well done movie. Don't particularly feel like it needed to be a Joker movie. At the same time, there's certain scenes that I think if it wasn't associated with the Joker and that whole storyline would not have been as interesting. Hmm. It's, it's, it's got me very middle ground on it. Like, Part of me is like, well, this doesn't need to be a Joker story. But then it's like, well, that scene was particularly interesting because of the way he reacts and knowing how the Joker will eventually become, right. you know, more of what he is. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I can see why it's doing well. Um, there's certain aspects of it that I didn't like. And there's certain aspects of it that I really did like. So, but I finally did that. You guys know I'm a huge comic nerd. So um, I kind of felt that I needed to at least see this interpretation of it. And it's been seen. Um, I'd have a hard time. I'd have a hard time recommending it at full price, hmm. me personally, because it left me with more questions than answers, and not in a good way. Not in a way that it was like, like, like in Heath Ledger's Joker, where you know, like you're like you never really know, so you have more questions. This was kind of like, oh, was that all for not? You know, right. like there's there's points where you're just kind of like, well, what was the point of this? But um, Joaquin Phoenix did an amazing job, like you said, Mark. He did fantastic. Um, I like it as a standalone. I don't think I'd want a Batman series or a villain series based in this style of universe. I absolutely agree with you. I don't want any more from this. One and done. Because of your ticket sale, you specifically, mm -hmm. Garrett, this movie has now hit a billion dollars. It's oh. the most successful R-rated movie right. of all time. It's the movie with the lowest budget to ever hit a billion dollars, too. Really? Yeah. And what happens whenever you make all the money, they try to make more money. So there's probably going to be a sequel if they can get Joaquin to agree to it. And like, I'm with you, Garrett. I don't want that. Mm -hmm. I don't want any more of this. I also don't want a dark, gritty penguin. I don't want more Two-Face. You know, I don't want more villain standalone, like dark, gritty, real world stories. Like I, I'm okay with that if we, if we, it just didn't feel like a comic book movie. It felt like it lacked comic book you know, and I'm not like looking for capes and like, you know, like over the top, like action and stuff like that. But it just, it lacked what I get out of some of these, you know, these books and these stories. And it just seemed like, here's some depressing shit to see some depressing shit. 
aren't you entertained because everyone did some depressing stuff? And the thing is, there's some really interesting takes on like mental health and, you know, like our, our social infrastructure and things like mm-hmm. that. And I was like, okay, these are, these are interesting. And again, sometimes they work really well because of the character. And sometimes they just was like, I was like, well, what am I supposed to take away from this? And I felt like it lacked some of that at times. I don't, I'm not shit on the movie. I don't want to say it was, it's not bad. It was, it was actually, like I said, very enjoyable. I'd just be hard to recommend it over something like The Dark Knight or Black Panther or something that has like, you know, a little more impact to it, a little more like character depth. It's a great, it's a great character study. Um, But again, you could swap this out for multiple other characters and it would have still worked. So anyway, that's my my lukewarm take on uh, the because it's super late, you know. On <laughs> Sounds the like a minimal recommendation. Uh, you know, I'd recommend it, but I just wouldn't be like, you got to stop what you're doing and go see this movie. You know, I'd say go see Knives Out or something like that, you know, before, you know, seeing the Joker. But if you are looking for a well done film, this is this not you could do worse. True. There's always worse. <laughs> you can do you worse. keep underselling what I'm saying. I'm trying to like be like, yeah, okay. And you're just like, it's fucking, yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. It's it's Joker and name only. It could have been any other character ever, but I think that was really just to make ticket sales happen. Mm-hmm. But I think, but again, back to my point though, I think that some of these scenes that could be anything else other than Joker work really well because of the Joker aspect of it. You know, if you really think about certain like plot points, like this is much more entertaining because we know how the Joker will eventually be. Yeah. What's the impact on this? But we never get any kind of like thought further than that. And I feel I feel like that's what I needed. I need a little more thought beyond just the inciting incidences. I wanted a little more like, you know, broad picture, a little more ramification, a little more um, cause and effect. John, have you seen it? No. Planning on it? Eventually, I'm sure I will, you know, gaze upon it, but uh, not I just don't care. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Good. So let's get into the movie we're here to talk about today, which is Your Next, which was released in the U.S. in 2013. Described as a black comedy horror thriller. This was directed by Adam Wingard. Uh, this guy also did Blair Witch, the remake. Which um, was or decent. The third one, whatever. 2016. He's also doing Godzilla vs. Kong. Okay. So he's done some notable things since this movie came out. Also did VHS, The ABCs of Death. Both decent. And Death Note. Which also was, uh, based on an anime. Yes, also decent. So this guy is a solid middle of the road director. Uh, I think all of those films did weren't exceptionally bad. I don't think any of them were exceptionally awesome. Uh, and I think your next falls right into that. Well, this one made plenty of money, which got him these opportunities. It was a million dollar budget, and it made twenty six point nine million at the box office. Wow. He directed them or wrote these. The ones that I just mentioned, yeah. he directed all those. Okay, see, I think, honestly, I think these movies, like, I remember the, the latest Blair Witch and this one, I think mm-hmm. they're directed, like, really well. I think the stories Fair. are a little bit, so I wouldn't say he's middle of the road, but i definitely say, like, he he's solid at what he does. Yeah, I guess a, a lot of times. It's hard the, to define that right, sometimes. The director because, is ultimately responsible for the whole vision of the picture, true, right? True, true. So that's, for better or worse, fair or not, they tend to be the one that gets you know, the blame the, and the accolades. Exactly. Yeah. This one stars Sharni Vincent as Aaron, Nicholas Tucci as Felix, Wendy Glenn as Z, A.G. Bowen as Crispian. I'm going to call him Crispy from <laughs> now on because I don't want to say Crispian again. Is it Crispy? I thought it was Crispin. Crisp, I-A-N. Oh, geez, that's weird. That is uh, weird. Crispy. Crispian. Crispian. <laughs> crispy it is. Joe Swanberg as Drake, Margaret Laney as Kelly, Amy Simetz as Amy. That's, I don't hate you. I hate you. Her name is A-M-Y. Her character name is A-I-M-E-E. 
<laughs> That's such an irrelevant detail that like they could have just gone with AMY. I know. Why spell her name like that? <laughs> all right. Uh, there's so many people in this movie. They all die really fast. Yeah, it really does winnow down quick. Yeah, I'm not gonna remember any of these names except for yeah. two. Yeah. Ty West is Tariq. Rob Moran is Paul. Barbara Crampton is Aubrey. L.C. Holt is Lamb Mask. Simon Barrett. <laughs> Why did I say it like that? Lamb Mask. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Lamb Mask. Simon Barrett is Tiger Mask. Lane Hughes is Fox Mask. They actually have names in the movie. One of them says like Tom or something. I wonder why they're listed yeah. as the, the mask, though. Huh, I've never, like, whenever I've read or heard about this movie, I've just heard people refer to them by their mask. Uh, so if they do have names, they did not break into the main. Yeah, there is a point, though, where he says one guy's name, the guy who gets killed first, I think. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, they killed so-and-so. Like, it was, Kenny. like, real brief. Oh, my God, they killed. Oh, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. South Park. Sorry for my 90s reference <laughs> like, there. What? We just stare at you dumbly <laughs> yeah. like Kenny. <laughs> Kenny Chesney. Um, <laughs> here's what the back of the DVD says about your next. When a gang of masked axe-wielding murderers descend upon the Davidson family reunion, the hapless victims, parenthesis all, seem trapped <laughs> until... <laughs> what? I don't think we need to be all. <laughs> yeah, that's pointless. Until an unlikely guest of the family proves to be the most talented killer of all. Your next is a 2011 American horror film directed and edited by Adam Wingard, written by Simon Barrett, blah, 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 blah. I've already said everything in there, so we'll just stop there. All right. Um, what did you guys think of your next? It was fine. I enjoyed it. I liked quite a bit about it. I thought it was paced really well. I thought the story was, it was decent. The story was decent. It had yeah. some cool twists. Um, I thought that everyone acted really well in it. I would say that... It was a tight 130, like right around there. Um, I thought it was pretty decent for what it was. I expected this to be more 2009, 2010 kind of like schlocky horror movie. And this actually was pretty tight. I thought it was a little predictable as in yeah. terms of like the twist. Like I saw that coming a mile away. Yeah. Well, someone know? I was watching it with called it pretty early too. Yeah, my wife called it. She wasn't <laughs> even watching it. She walked in and was like, Mm, one of the family members is in on it. I was like, yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. <laughs> yeah. Look at this family. It's a miracle they haven't killed each other yet. And I don't know if they were like banking on you being like, oh, what a twist or not. But I mean, yeah, it was it was kind of predictable. I was like, someone knows something here. But and sometimes predictability is okay as long as it's well done. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think every single movie needs to be new and innovative, right? Sometimes you just want to see a story you're kind of familiar with executed well. The kills were interesting. There was some really interesting, like kind of cool kills in this. Um, the one thing I appreciated, it wasn't overtly gory. Like it wasn't gory for the, the sake of like being gory. Does that make sense? I, we, we, it should make sense. We've talked about this like, a million times on this podcast, but like yeah, there was no I'm sawing just, a woman in half from bottom to top. You right. know, I was just trying to think of the kills and seeing if I agreed with you, but it's definitely not terrifier. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. I agree with that. Um, it's a little more muted. Uh, we do get to see some pretty good gore though. I'm thinking like the ax to the head, you know, but, stuff like that. And that the, the blender piano wire, the piano yeah. wire, the blender the blender was ridiculous. Yeah. I don't, I'm even the hammer. I challenge that blenders would work that way. <laughs> sure, but let's give it a little bit of have leeway. You ever, have you ever stuck your hand in the fan before? The yeah. blades stop. I yeah. feel like that would probably have happened or, in the head. you know what would have been a... Let's, if I were to rewrite this kill, the hair gets twisted and it scalps the guy. 
that would have been more believable than... It rips his hair off? Yeah, rips his whole scalp mm. off. Then it somehow a blender blade chews through your skull into your brain. Well, she mashes... It. We're just going right to the end final kill. She mashes it into his head. Like, she hits him multiple times until it's inside his skull, and then she turns it on. Yeah, I don't... I just don't think it's going to happen. She breaks through the outer shell of the egg. And then really scrambles it up. Can we cut a Cadbury egg commercial in there? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot <about> the Bocking <laughs> Bunnies. Um, so, what kind of movie is this? Is this a home invasion? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a comedy though. Like they, I don't want to say I didn't black understand. comedy. Like there's yeah. some moments of like jokey levity, but like. Maybe we were supposed to take the bargain bin um, Audrey Plaza character to be the humor. I, <laughs> I had know. that written down too. I was like, <sighs> Audrey Plaza saw this character and was like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get it. And I think black comedy, I think like Tucker and Dale or something. I don't think this or even like it well, could be more subtle. Yeah. Did you guys see Ready or Not? I don't remember that, that had it's the one with the she marries into the board game magnet. Oh no, thing. I really wanted to, yeah, and then we didn't. I meant to see that and yeah. missed it. I should yeah. do a quickie about that because I did yeah. see it. Um, that is a black comedy in my opinion. Yeah, because that's actually like that is from start to finish T to B funny right. throughout the movie. Now it's not like even in the trailer I felt the humor. Yeah, same. Yes, and it's like whoa, but it's definitely like it's funny in this like kind of like oh this is funny oh that was intense you know right. as opposed to like this is intense with a random one liner here which so, is what this movie felt like to me. Wikipedia, we're changing the entry. We're removing the comedy aspect from your description. And it's notably doesn't call it a, itself a comedy in the back of the box either. It doesn't reference it to being funny or laughing or. Which if you are yeah. making a comedic movie, there's normally some reference to laughter. I wonder if that's just a, a term that gets attached to things that have those moments of like, well, it wasn't super intense and like, you know, dire and you know, it was dire, but in a different way. Yeah. I just mm -hmm. wonder if it's kind of like a thing. Yeah. I kept waiting for it to get funny and it never did. So I was confused. There was some moments I was like, oh, that's kind of funny because of the, the weirdness of this moment. But like, yeah. I don't know. It, it's hard for me to use the word comedy in any of this. It just felt like a really tight, well-done home invasion movie. Yeah, I would not expect to laugh uh, too much. You're right, there are chuckle lines, but don't, listeners, yeah. don't go in expecting a traditional laugh Dark movie. comedy, yeah. yeah. So one thing I do feel it's maybe unique to the home invasion genre is it's not one person being terrorized, it's a whole family. So I do like that aspect. Yeah. It's, it's a whole a group of people. Like yeah. what? How many people like total? Like, Two, four, six, eight, like like ten. Ten yeah. to twelve. I mean, they knock out like a bunch of them very, very early, though. Yeah. And uh, it's a family reunion. And my God, this family is terrible. Horrible. I hated every character except for our hero. Right. They did a good job there, actually. Because, yeah, I was like, just like, oh, man. All right. Go ahead. Kill 20, these people. 20 minutes in, I was like, oh, boy, if this is how the whole thing's going to be, I'm going to hate this movie. I have a note that says, all the fun of a terrible Thanksgiving dinner with your family. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, God. And really, the only recognizable character for me, she's been on three episodes now. This is her third one that she's a movie of hers. Is Barbara Crampton. Right. But she was kind of a really weak character in this. I wish they would have given her more to do other than just be scared until she's picked off. Right. Agreed. But was she the mom? Yeah, she was the mom. Yeah. Okay. I did like in during the dinner scene where that one guy was like, you should make commercials. I have that written in caps <laughs> on my thing. I was so angry about I kept this. being like, oh, okay, now it's going to... I thought that was where it was going to turn funny. Because I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. And then it, they did not go anywhere with that. 
This movie starts, it's a snoot film. <laughs> the name of the company that brings it to us is Snoot Films. Mm. Interesting name, yeah, I'd snoot. like to know. <laughs> but then we open straight up with fucking. Like, there are two people just going at it in bed. Like, that's the oh, first yeah. sound and visual we get. And it's not enjoyable for the lady at all. She looks like she's highly disappointed in the five seconds that she just got laid. Bored. And then, <laughs> yeah, he gets up and he's like, bro, I'm gonna go take a shower. <laughs> he's like... Another job well done. <laughs> Pats himself on the yeah. back and he just goes. I was like, this is the kind of guy who has a single earring. And he did. And then she gets up. He's cool. He's hip. He's 40. Yeah. He, yeah. There was a, there was, it looked like there was an age difference there. Well, that definitely is because later on in the movie, there's some mention of like, oh, him and his wife just split up. And I think he's dating one of his students or something yeah. like that. Oh, the neighbor? Yeah. yeah. The neighbor was seeing a, a younger person. Oh, for sure. okay. I missed that. I thought they were talking about Crispy. They were like, Not only Crispy, but yeah, this yeah. neighbor also. They were like, oh, he's going to be home more. Like, I think to write off the fact that they don't see him. Oh, yeah, he's going to be home more because he divorced his wife and now he's shacked up with his student, you know. Uh, yeah, that they, it was like a real passing line, but... And they're in the middle of like the woods. How far out of town would you say these people are? I would say a good 10 to 15 miles, kind of out in the country. I had... Yeah, I was very confused about that because they had neighbors within walking distance, though. But I guess it was only that one neighbor that was within walking distance. That seems unusual. Yeah, it was you'll, weird. You'll see it from time to time. I'm I've been to a couple places okay. like oh, there's like four houses out on this dirt road. Huh. You know. Yeah, I bought the houses being as close as they were. Like it was maybe like a five ten minute yeah. walk to your neighbor or something. Yeah, like that. that part I bought. Okay, but. so she's making a drink, but she like stops, hears something or sees something outside, walks to their back door, which is open, like open. And yeah. I was like, did they leave the door open while they were fucking? Because it seemed like she was kind of like, oh, I guess I should close this now. And I'm like, my God, I could never just like leave my house open and be like, let's just go have sex. Yeah. Like, especially in the middle of nowhere. Even excluding uh, potential home invaders. I mean, that's just a recipe to get raccoons in your house. <laughs> they live in an area where raccoons would you definitely be. You do not be... want raccoons in your house yeah. while you're trying to bang. Do you want ants? That's, that's how you get ants. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she goes and is like, oh, well, I guess I should close this now. And then that's when we get the first um, kill. Like, at she gets attacked by lamb mass. At first, I thought this movie was going to be PG-13. Obviously, I did very little research uh, because they do a amazingly strategic job of her shirt is on and unbuttoned and it is perfectly placed to show no nipple but as much breast as you can that's called double-sided tape yeah i was like oh this is one okay it's gonna be a peachy 13 movie uh no it's just a movie that in bell loves violence and hates sex so yeah there was not a lot like america yeah (laughs) and they do the thing the awesome thing that i hate is the half reflection in a window like yeah. as she's making the drink, you see like the lamb mask kind of reflected in the window in front of her and it's like just very faint. I was like, oh, I'm already creeped out. <laughs> but anyway, she gets it. She just full on gets killed. And I want to really commend the uh, the killers here for writing down the name of the movie on the, the glass pane. The titu- for our- Instead yeah. of a titular line, we get a titular title. Yeah. <laughs> Why do they kill these people? Knowing what we know it's about part the of the twist. plan. It's part of the plan. Yeah, they mentioned like we had to take them out to... To make it look like they were killing the entire uh, area. So we, our house wasn't targeted. It was the whole okay, area okay. that was targeted. So they wouldn't look at the people at the house. Oh, that sucks Spoiler, for those people. We did, we're going to spoil the shit out of this, Well, I'm we sure. already told you there was a twist in the very beginning. Yeah, 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 and yeah, Mark yeah. already said what it was. His <laughs> wife nailed it in like three seconds of <laughs> seeing the movie. That's yeah. true. That's true. But yeah, so they kill. And then the dude gets out of the... Uh, Bobo Dwight Schrute gets out of the shower <laughs> and comes out. Out, and I was kind of upset with the killers for writing the name because they wrote it 
so they could read it from outside. So it was backwards for him inside. And I was like, write it backwards. So yeah. he, when he walks in, he can read it like, oh shit. He's like, er, axed. What the hell is this? <laughs> well, I was sitting there trying to read it. I was like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> huh, that's weird. He gets a pad and pencil, writes it down, does the whole anagram thing. Yeah. It's like, my God, he gets murdered. <laughs> but then, yeah, he gets killed too. And then the killers put on um, a CD and put a single song on repeat. And this is what I thought your cold open was in reference to. Like, what single song would you want in a horror movie playing? I couldn't remember. I thought he put it on. Yeah, it was either him or the girl put on the CD. But oh, I the did. girl did. The yeah. girl did. Yeah, I was that's like, right. Oh, yeah, I remember multi-disc CD changers. Yeah. We're already that far removed from them. I was right. like, oh, that's novel. It was actually, I mean, if you, it <laughs> doesn't matter, but it, I saw it's a DVD, and I was like, oh, shit, this person's rich. To get a five <laughs> DVD changer? They're using their DVD player as a... As a CD yeah. player. Oh, that that's rich people stuff right there. <laughs> that's just fancy. Well, yeah. It was a pretty nice house. It was. Well, obviously they had a five DVD changer. <laughs> you don't yeah. just put that in any house, Mark. Do you think he has a refrigerator with an ice maker built in? Oh, of course. Oh, at man. least. Living in luxury. No, she, they're the kind of who has like a little ice bucket on the cabinet Ooh. that they keep filled at strategic times. <laughs> Probably a cordless phone. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe someday I'll have one of those. Maybe. So anyway, <laughs> they both get killed. And, and let's the, just fast forward. Yes. Where there's a reunion happening next door with the blah blah family. I said it earlier. Calm down. Let's take our time with this, Mark. No, I don't want to. It's boring. We fast forward. Okay, <laughs> there's you. a reunion. The whole family's there. The blah blah family. <laughs> the bl- <laughs> one thing that I have to ask you guys. Actually, there's three questions I have about oh, this. Three. Before this happens, Crispin's parents show up at a house that I thought was a fucking hotel. Yeah, me too. I literally <laughs> thought they were in a hotel also. It was like huge. It, yeah. it, evidently, it's like a mansion. Yes. And this family is insanely loaded because the dad used to work for like a weapons. But only marketing. I really yeah. thought they said he worked for the KGB. And I was <laughs> no. like, you mean the fucking Russian KGB? <laughs> KPG. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, it was some it. industrial company where he was doing marketing and apparently... She's like the weapons manufacturer and she he's like he's like he was only in marketing and I was like that's arguably worse this you know what like, I didn't really I mean buy my guns yeah I didn't really care about that scene at all it was like completely irrelevant but I didn't think if someone just said a random weapons manufacturer to me I don't think I'd know what they were unless it was like Lockheed Martin I'd be like uh, maybe we're led to believe that they're that level or whatever yeah. someone said Smith and Wesson and I think you'd know what that is true but it, yeah I guess but someone's like yeah I work for a CGJ I'm like uh, okay yeah, but before neat. we get that yeah. <laughs> swell but before we get that car scene where we see that we see the parents show up at this giant massive mansion yeah. and he goes huh that's weird the doors open oh yeah I guess it didn't lock it immediately my first thought was okay now here comes five minutes of the movie where they check every room of this house they do not they barely like walk in look around like eh, it looks okay i would be one of those people that like would you guys check the entire house from top to bottom yeah yeah if your shit was unlocked and you showed up like oh after all this time it's unlocked i'd be like well, we're going room by room yeah gotta look for raccoons I mean, horror movie or not. Yeah. It's like, dude, there could be someone stealing something right now. Right, it's like a, a rich neighborhood. Room. Like, yeah. yes, for sure. I would be. And as the parents are in this house, they hear a thud upstairs and the mom hears a thud upstairs and she's like, was that you? He's like, no, I was downstairs. So now at this point you have auditory confirmation. There's something else in the house, whether it be animal raccoons, if mm-hmm. it were, or another person. And then they go up to check. Well, the dad goes up to check, but no, he the goes, mom acts rational. She's like, look, let's get the fuck out of here. No, no, she starts freaking out. And he goes, yeah. you go wait in the driveway. 
I'm going to go upstairs and check it out. Now, this is a question for you all because you're married. Mm -hmm. And um, would you tell your wife to go wait out in the driveway while you checked out the house? Or would you want them in proximity to you? No, I would tell him to wait in the driveway. In fact, this actually happened to me IRL once we were out and our alarm triggered. And I hmm, was like, just wait in the car. I'll go. Because if she's with me, then I got to worry about protecting, well, protecting in the loosest sense of the word, mm. but her while also trying to protect myself if she's in a safe distance away. You know, I was like, look. Okay. I mean, again, there's no wrong answer. I was just. You're probably going to want to keep them away from the danger if the danger is inside. Right? Yeah. So go wait outside. It's probably less dangerous than right. inside. Take I, would feel, I would feel weird sending someone outside to the unknown woods where there could be anything. I'd be like, I'd be like, just wait by the door like wait well, inside in the foyer if it's you will. still a neighborhood ish yeah right? it's okay. not just, just okay. random wilderness out there right it yeah. <laughs> like it was kind of random wilderness but yeah i guess i guess you're right there's some houses close by but i was just i was just curious because i was like would i want like my significant other with me so if some shit popped off we could both go at it no you know especially well you're gonna know your wife right like barbara crampton's character has some sort of deep ptsd going on yeah. throughout the entirety of the film yeah, she's on meds or something she's not gonna be of any use to that's you. that's fair that's fair you i was just I mean? curious i was just like huh i don't know if i'd send my people to a place i couldn't keep an eye on them but then i guess that's a good point though if there's some shit popping off you want them away from it but and as we find out like there's gonna be another nine people showing up any minute so right. well, as happens, because evidently Crispin walks in the house without announcing himself, ends up upstairs, scares the dad. We get our first major jump scare of the movie with mm -hmm. a loud noise. And he's he's like, son, what are you doing in here? And he's like, dad, why are you so jumping? It's like, because you're creeping in my fucking house, dude. Right. But he was about to check the closet where one of the mass killers were actually and hiding. That's, that's what got me. Just because you run into your son, he stopped checking the house. I was like, I'd still be like, cool, glad you're here. Guess what we're doing for the next five minutes? Grab a room, right. grab a floor, and let's go. I think we would assume he thought it was the son making all the noise. Yeah, That's I exactly think, what we're supposed to think. Right. And I think they converse a little bit where the son kind of implies, he doesn't outright say it, but he's like, yeah, why is mom in the driveway crying? Yes. Like, uh, come on, let's go. Like, he kind of pulls him away from searching. Again, that's where the I'm like questioning this mother's trauma. Like, why are you outside crying already? Yeah. You're just like, go outside while I check things out. <laughs> <laughs> she's not doing well, guys. Oh, it's it's such well. a weird choice for this character. And we'd never get an answer nope. why she's like this. Um, Don't know if we need one. But yeah, it would have been interesting. to Maybe know it was the actress's backstory. decision. She just went on set one day and was like, I'm going to play it this way. Do you think Crispy knew that one of the killers was in that closet? Yes. Well, okay, let me take that he back. He stopped the dad from finding him? I don't think he maybe knew exactly there was a killer in that particular closet, but I think he knew they were in the house, and he didn't want his dad just going doing a room-by-room -room inspection. So he was like, let's cut this shit short. Spoilers for the movie that we've already spoiled, sort of, but we're just going to have to get this out there. Crispy and Felix are the family members in on hiring these murderers to come pick off the rest of the family so they can collect more inheritance. Yes. Once the parents are dead. That's the ultimate goal of this film. And then they bring bargain bin Audrey Plaza along for the ride. Her name is Z. Yes. So these are the three Spelled characters. Z -E -E, we're pointed out blatantly in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, who cares? Yeah. But all right. And movies seem to really think we give a shit how characters spell their name. Like unless it's something to do with the plot. I don't care. Uh, Amy A-I-M-E-E. -E, okay. <laughs> That's my, that was my biggest complaint with this movie is the motive was so basic. 
I was yeah. like, so much terrible, horrific bloodshed just for this. I was like, your parents are old. And that's like, the predictability part of this for me. Fortunately, the rest of the movie was so good that it didn't like lose momentum when I found that out. I was just kind of like, really? Yeah, the premise like, all is... all this uh, for that? That's so weird. Very thin. I just sort of, all right, it's a MacGuffin. This is what they want just to keep, get the plot moving. Like, go get your thing. I mean, we were never living in a cardboard box poor, but we were like, you know, pretty poor when we were kids and stuff like that. But I've never been like, you know what I want to do? Something terrible for money. <laughs> you know, like, geez, just get like, a job, assholes. You haven't been greedy and lazy. Right. No, no I guess so. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's that's basically like what the big surprise is. But how it all plays yeah. out is pretty great. All the family members show up like they're eating dinner. Like John said, there was some interesting like, oh, you do movies. Have you ever thought about commercials? I think that's the purest form of the art. <laughs> like Nobody fucking thinks that. What a weird thing to say. And he's like, oh, I do documentaries. And they're like, there's been documentary commercials. I'm sure I've seen those. Like, is that Now, people I was watching this with said that was him being a jerk to Tariq on purpose, or do you think he legitimately enjoyed commercials? I really think that man was <laughs> laying it bare. Like, that dude wants to see more commercials. I think so. I think it's, yeah, I mean, I, I when I first watched it, I was like, oh, he's just being a dick. But then, like, as it kept going, I was like, mm, no, I think he's being serious right now. The way I'm, he kept pressing on it was like, oh, he really means this. Right, and, like, no one else in the family spoke up, like, stop being a dick. I kind of just thought, they're like, oh, they're he goes he's on his commercial rant again was that felix or who what character was that they're so interchangeable whatever <laughs> it was the it was the older brother and his were, wife seemed to be into commercials too she's like oh I, I only watch tv for the commercials and i was like what is going on with this relationship <laughs> she's like tell him about the commercials babe <laughs> <laughs> what weird world is this yeah but one of them gets up from the table walks over to the window and you just hear a Wait, that's to reek he sees something and i would love to know what got his attention probably the white mask, mask. Oh, we saw the, the lamb mask out there and was like, okay, hold up. But I assumed they were far away because he got shot with a... No, because when they go to when they go to killer cam yeah. outside, they're maybe 30, 40 feet away right, from the window. Enough, like, enough. they're close enough to where you could have seen out the window. Now, was it light enough to actually see the white mask? Who knows? But Tariq gets up in the middle of this argument because Crispy and the older brother start arguing about like, oh, did you used to be one of his students to yeah. Crispy's like new girlfriend, Aaron? And she's like, well, we used, I was, but not anymore. And that starts a whole argument. But Tariq just gets up and walks right to that window. Now, would you guys do that? If you saw something creepy, would you just walk up to the window and stare out of it? Sure. I mean, at this point, you don't know you're in a horror movie. Yeah. Like, what I'm is that sure. outside? That's weird. I'm one of those people that's like, hold up, you guys. Does anybody else see that shit out the window before we all like, like, should we all like focus on this thing? I don't think I'd like quietly walk away and be like, I'm going to stare at this whatever it is, I'd be like, okay, let me make sure my brain's not. Yeah. I'd probably out. say, what's that? And then, you know, great last words, but then I'd go, Any, anybody see that damn lamb mask out the window? Or is this just yeah, me? I well, it didn't go that far. It was like behind the table, right? True. Because while the arguments going on, everybody starts to look up and they're like, you see the reactions on their faces while it's the cameras focused on the arguing brothers. And they're like, Oh no. And then we finally see what happened. He took a bolt to the head like an arrow sticking straight out of his forehead. Yeah. And he's like, and then he drops dead. And this happens really quick in the movie. Like they waste no time getting into it. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, we're already, we're already live. And we have go. Confirmation. Start killing <laughs> uh, off the characters. Then it's just chaos, which I believe is pretty realistic. Um, call the police and they're like, oh, I have no service. That's weird. I had service earlier. Uh, and they're like, oh, it's a jammer. It's like, wow, you jumped jump to that conclusion 
quick. Well, it's, love not, it's not, though, because he's the one with the jammer in the trunk. Well, right, but you don't know we that don't, at yeah, the time. We don't know that Felix is the one jamming the signal, but yes. And it's funny because the older brother was like, you are a, you are the kind of low life that would know about signal jammers. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, damn, this family is just not cool. <laughs> yeah, why even have this reunion? They right. all hate the, each other. After Tariq gets shot in the face through the window, though, the mom's just standing up and like, broad daylight just mm-hmm. standing there going like screaming like what do we do and it's like anybody want to grab her they eventually do right. but they leave her just standing in the open shot for a long well, time. Well I guess they don't feel that like oh maybe more bolts are going to come but it, they just start going to town they shoot that house with a crossbow uh, a lot. Yeah. Right and they're running past the window shielding themselves with the chairs which I thought was an interesting. Yeah uh, I was at first I was like man what is that chair going to do but then we see with Aaron okay they're smarter than me if you hold the chair away from you it'll stop the bolt before it gets to you right and so then they yeah they go to the you know the parlor room in front of the door and then then this family can't stop fighting right because then they're like all right we're gonna need to go run to the car who's the fastest one they're like oh this person is uh and then the sister is like no i'm the fastest i never get to do anything why doesn't anyone ever pick (laughs) me i'm so fast i can run three miles in 20 minutes well it normally would have been drake but drake as they were leaving the room got shot in the shoulder helping his mom get down with a crossbow in the, the back so he i thought it hit a spine but yeah, it didn't it was like, over, it was close but, but yeah like he's right. he's got a bolt sticking out of his back this whole time they're having this argument right and they're also at the same time they're having this argument doing the stupidest thing which is like we got to get this bolt out of there it's like you absolutely do not want to do that no don't remove the item from the, the right. flesh it's like triage 101 like you're just going to cause him to bleed out if you get this bolt out Anyway, while they're doing that stupid thing, another stupid thing's happening in the front of the movie where she's like, uh, I'm going to do it. I'm super fast. Uh, so she, you know, they're like, all right, you go f- step back so you can come out, you know, and they won't expect it. You'll just come out at full speed. She's going to Usain Bolt this shit. Yeah. So nice. They, they show. <laughs> and is she running to the car or to the neighbors? She's running to the car. Like, let's okay. get to the car and I'll go get help is basically the plan. Um, it's not a good plan. No, it's a terrible it's a plan. plan. After I explain the scene, I'll tell you where I thought it was going to go. But anyway, they show her, you know, it's really heroic. She's cracking her neck. She took her thing out. She starts running. So she books it. She's running. Of course, the movie puts it like in slow motion. She's running and then bam, just down for the count. She gets cut across her throat with like a piano wire, I assume. She runs full force neck into piano wire and it cuts like into her throat. Doesn't cut her head off. No. But it like cuts deep enough to where like there is death damage. This is, I think, almost death damage. Good band name. (laughs) Um, This is even, to me, I think worse than decapitation because you you see her fall and it's just gurgling and like, she's like realizing she's dying. Yeah, it whips her back like it knocks her off her feet but like it catches her in the throat and as she falls it's just like blood's just yeah and like do they pull her back in at this point yeah they pull her back in and like I would think I would rather be decapitated because then you won't know what happened you're just dead right like if you can get it one go yes right like she's dying and she's aware of that there's nothing anyone here can do to help her the mom is the whole family's watching this play out the mom's freaking out losing her shit the dad is like oh my god like everyone's like this is nuts. Where I thought it was going to go is this, she was going to run. And as soon as they opened the door, a bolt was just going to come and kill her. I thought her. so too. I was like, the killer's going to be standing right in the door and then right. take her out as she's warming up to run. Because she's not zigzagging or anything. She's just Serpentine. making a straight, yeah, she's making a straight, super fast beeline for the car. <laughs> run, Von Ryan. Uh, so I thought they were just going to shoot her. Yeah, I thought the same thing. And 
during a lot of this scene, there's a lot of shaky cam going on. And I was like, it. oh man, I'm getting queasy just watching this I wrote stuff. that down. I was like, shaky cam needs to be toned down just a tad. Yeah, it was a bit heavy. And it's right about this time as the, the sister is dying on the ground with her throat open, Aaron goes into go mode. Right. She's just like, turns on the survivalist switch, and she's the only one that's now making rational decisions. The rest of them are just flailing all over the room. Which I think is realistic. When we find out about her past, and it's like, okay, I get it. You know, these people are generally rich folk they're they this is so outside of their normal anything they could have possibly imagined but they're not i know i yes you find out that aaron was trained at a survivalist in the desert by her of dad, australia right? yeah when she was 14 dad basically thought mad max was going to become a reality <laughs> but i feel like there should be some base level that we should be hitting as a human species to survival right you would think that because I, w- I would not turn into a soldier, but I would be like, lock the doors, uh, get a weapon, let's barricade ourselves in, you know, all kinds of things. And everybody was just like, go put I, your mother to bed. Ideally, <laughs> yes. But in a survival situation like that, where the adrenaline's going and you're not prepared, like, who knows how you really truly would like, I'm not saying you're, you're not capable of it. I'm just saying like, you never really know how you're going to react until faced with like certain things. Now, if it's like your house might be haunted and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> yes, you can, you can rationally think like, okay, well I'm not going to the basement. I'm not doing this. But if people are shooting into your house, like if gunfire is going off or whatever, like people panic. But I feel like because of what you just said is why I would go into that mode. There's a physical threat that you can see and deal with where uh, ghosts are completely some, not. You no, know, some people, yeah, some people are like that. And that's, that's what Aaron did clearly. But within your ranks and the team isn't a very good team as we saw already right they're not going to unify a team right they're not going to unify around a leader and get shit done they're going to bicker and whine about it on top of the fact that there is an uh, uh, enemy elements you know embedded within your your organization so i agree with you mark i think you're right i think there's there are certain people when shit like that happens they go into like common sense like okay this is what i should do mode and i think there's people who have best intentions and sometimes just lose their shit and then i think there's people who are completely ill-prepared and pull a barbara crampton <laughs> and just stand there in the open window <laughs> but yeah. it's it's the thing is is like i think this worked in this movie because the people who should have been able to like kind of think rationally like the older brother even though a dick still kind of had his head on his shoulders you know, he was like, like, let's get away from this or we have to send right. someone here, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, yeah, I think we quickly identified who would be the pack leaders in this and who would be the, the sheep, the lambs to slaughter, if you will. Without Aaron, I feel like there would not have been a leader. Right. Which is literally what they were counting on. I There's think the older brother would have done it, but he would have done a terrible job. Yeah. Probably. And they thought this would be a walk in the park, right? And Aaron fouled up all their plans. So. Well, the next bad idea they do is they go put mother to bed. Yeah, what was that? And the dad is pretty much useless throughout until his untimely death. But they was like, here, go put your mother to bed so she can sob quietly to herself (laughs) alone. Well, remember how they didn't check that room? Mm -hmm. One of the killers is in that room under the bed. The call is coming from within the house. That part, like, I saw that starting to play out, and I was so angry because I was like, if you had just checked the house, I was like, Craig, you may have had to fight for your life then, but you would not have been at this situation, you know? Yeah, I think if they had checked the house, they would have just been killed earlier. And then the brothers would have just made up a lie as to, oh, yeah, mom and dad had to go to the neighbor's house. And the movie would have probably played out exactly the same. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's, yeah, there's so many, uh, this movie sometimes. <laughs> but I, again, it's we're, we're pointing out flaws with it, but it's actually pretty well paced, pretty tight. But um, yeah. yeah, so they go put mom to bed and then she full on gets the the hatchet to the face machete 
Oh, Machete, sorry. Yes. Machete. Uh, machete don't play. Yeah. <laughs> and then they write, you're next on the wall. Yeah, what is that? Why is that that's their, their calling card. Yeah. That's, you know, that's just who they are. Mm. The your next killers. <laughs> At least they spell it right. <laughs> when does, um, so after that happens, because no one finds the mom yet. For a now, long time, yeah. Downstairs, um, Aaron's doing something, and someone breaks through the window. Yeah. And Aaron stabs him in the hand. Uh, I think it's Lamb Guy. I don't know. One of them, yeah, like Mark said, breaks through and scares Aaron, but Aaron don't play. She just stabs that man right in the hand and pins him to the wall. Uh, and then mm-hmm. she turns around to go get a, another weapon to finish the job, turns back around, and he's gone. And then I was like, is he supernatural? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to ask that question. Someone goes and looks under the bed. And she's like, holy shit, there's one inside the house. Right. And that's when they're like, someone's got to go. I think that's I think that's Wendy or whatever her name is because yeah, she freaks out. It's the girl out. who's not Z. She's she's panicky. Yeah, Wendy. She's panicky. And doesn't she run out of the house? Drake goes to get her and hits his arrow that's stuck in his back on the piano wire. He bends down to duck under the piano wire, not realizing the arrow's still oh, in his back, yeah, and he yeah. catches the arrow on his on yeah. his back, and the the he passes out from the pain. Like he goes, ah, and then drop. And they pull him back inside. And I was like, wow, I did not see that coming either. No, no. But at that point, he had pulled the arrow out of his back. And it was in there deep. It yeah. was like that. It went through. And he looks it, at it and that's when he faints. Oh, that's right. He pulls it out of his back yeah. and then he faints from the pain or whatever the whatever it is. But terrible listeners never do that. Keep it in there. It's Keep, important. Yeah, it's, it could save your life. It's, yes, it's blocking <laughs> the blood flow. If you, The moment he pulled that out, he's on a timer now until he bleeds to Look, death. he had some good and plenty. He could have shoved <laughs> those in there. <laughs> yeah, so it's Kelly or Wendy or who the fuck ever runs over to the neighbor's house and she's banging on the glass and she's like, hey, why won't you help me? Somebody right. help me. And from the outside, you can hear the music too. So she right. knows somebody is in there. Well, and she's, and they've propped the dead body of the... Bobo Dwight Schrute up on the couch. So it looks like he's just chilling like that old, um, that old speaker commercial where he's in the chair facing the, the speaker. Magnavox, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, so that's playing. And she's like, why won't you help me? And then she turns around and is it tiger face or lamb face? Well, okay. So at this point, I don't know any of the masks. Yeah, I don't they're so either. like, they're all painted white and they all kind of s- sort of look the same. So I'm not going to be able to tell you which okay. mask is which. Well, I can tell you a little you bit later. If you need that detail them- listener, watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the killers followed her to the neighbor's house. And as she turns around to run away from the neighbor's house, he punches her straight in the face through the glass door of the, the neighbor's house. Like she yeah. goes flying through it matrix style. It looks so fucking painful. Yeah. And now she's crawling around on broken glass and she's inching her way up to the dead body. She doesn't know is dead. And then right as she realizes it's like, oh, this guy's already dead. She gets it. Yep. Yeah. He golf swings an ax into her head and, and she's on the ground and it was like, ugh, that's rough. I say this all the time. I don't know how it's impossible to know how you'd really react in a situation like that. But I feel like once you get fucking punched through a glass door and you see that person doesn't react at all, he's either not on your side or already dead. I don't know that I'd be crawling to him for help. She might be a mildly concussed. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? fair. Like, Panic, concussed. Yeah. I mean, who knows? She did get like, and she got oh, like, it was clocked in the face. Like it knocks her off her feet through a window. So anyway, she's dead. Cut back to the house. Right. Now we got Crispy going, I'm going to go get help. I think I'm better than my siblings. I'm going to survive. I'm going to go to the neighbors. As soon as I'm a safe distance away, I'll try to text and call. You guys stay in here. Keep each other safe. I'll come back. I'll come right back. Everything's going to be fine out there. 
You just stay in here. I'll come back soon. Okay? Okay. You promise? I promise. Yeah. I promise I'll come back. This is before we know the twist. I was like, why does anybody ever, ever say they promise they're going to come back and live? Because it's never fucking true, and you don't know if you can control that situation right. when death is happening all around you. <laughs> I wrote that down. I was like, if I wrote a horror movie, it'd be like, look, I'm going to give it my best shot. I hope I make it back. If I do, I'm sending help. If not, I love you. Keep kicking ass. You know, like I would be like so realistic. I wouldn't be like, we're going to make it out of here. Everything's going to be perfect. I'd be like, okay, realistically, I have a 50 well, 50 shot of here. I do like Aaron does not buy it at all. She's like, he goes. She doesn't stop him from the leaving. The look she has on yeah. her face kind of like, uh huh. And then the other person, like someone's like, don't worry, you know, Crispy will be fine. He's a tough guy. She's like, we both know that that's not true. <laughs> I love that she's like, no, but I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> it's a trash promise. Don't yeah. make it. Do what Garrett says. Here, let's act it out. Garrett, you promise you'll come back? Look, I'm going to give it my best shot. I'm going to go out there. I'm not as fast as I used to be, but I'm going to go crazy ham on it, and I'm going to get every cop in existence if I can, and we're going to come back, and we're going to go crazy. I would take you with me, but I don't know if both of us can do this together. I'm barely hanging on here. Just try to be cool. I'll attempt to come back. <laughs> That's all I can ask for. See you soon, hopefully. And that's when John goes, don't worry about it. Garrett's the fastest dude in existence. You're like, we know that's not true, yeah. but thanks for lying. No, John died. He took the arrow to the face. John dies first. John I, dies I, first. Yeah. Uh, he's the dude having sex in that house in the very beginning. <laughs> so at this point, I don't know what's happening exactly, but I wrote down, Aaron goes full ham on a guy's skull. So she walks into one of the rooms and she's holding a meat cleaver. Right. And well, she gives the meat cleaver to Crispin. She's holding like a meat tenderizer. Oh, Yo, yeah. She's holding some sort of meat tool. All right. She's holding a meat tool. Hey, get your tools right. <laughs> um, and she get and this guy attacks her and she fucking nails him. with one that. Of, Yeah. One of the mask guys comes through the window. Yeah. And she just bam, wails him in the skull and she does not fuck around. Aaron has seen horror movies. She gets on him and just beats him. Like, and this made me so happy because how many movies have we now watched? Like, say, Laurie Strode, yeah. one strike at Michael, drop the weapon, run away. No, she's like, till the job's done. <laughs> clank, 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 clank. To be fair, till the job's done. And then she just, I was like, stop it, stop it. He's <laughs> already dead. Because you hear squish, squish, and Z and Felix are both over there watching her going, like, should we step in? What? Like, they're looking like, uh, it's not recognizable. They anymore. were there the whole time too. So after she's done bloodying this guy up, she oh, goes, great. She goes, thanks for the help. <laughs> I love his line. He's like, you look like you had it under yeah. control, which to be fair, would you want to creep up on someone who's like going that nuts right. on something? I was like, Ooh, you think at that point, Z or Felix again, in on this plot should have gone and found one of the masters. Like, uh, you're going to have a problem with Aaron. She's really fucked up your friend. They don't learn at all. If we learn anything from the end of this movie is the whole time they still think like we could take her. <laughs> yeah. they. You're not going to overpower this crazy no, she's Australian woman. Way better at this than all of y'all combined. So uh, and it's at this point in the movie, like they go upstairs like um, because then like they're they're prepping. They're preparing. Right. Like, it's like the home alone phase be, now. Yeah. <laughs> So um, Aaron is like, okay, let's put these nails to these boards. We'll put them underneath the window. So if they try to come in, they're going to step on them. 
we'll do all this stuff. And Z's kind of like, how did you learn on this? That's when we learned the backstory yeah. of her dad being like a crazy, like Mad Max prepper. Then she's like, I'm going to go upstairs and check on the right. dad because we know the mom's dead at this point. And um, Z goes, I'll take care of it. So Z goes upstairs, runs into Felix, and that's when they expose the fact that they're both in on it. And it's, this is all part of a plan to basically kill the parents and, and the other brothers and siblings yeah. and get the inheritance. And then the weirdest scene happens. Okay, yeah, this is so fucking weird, dude. Z This just, is some uh, Leatherface level shit. Yeah. Felix Z, is sitting on the edge of the bed where his dead mom is. And Z like pushes him down, takes off her top, and was like, I want to have sex with you next to your dead mom. She says it. She's yeah. like, you're right. And, and, he, and he goes, why would you say that? And she's like, you never want to do anything <laughs> yeah. anymore. And I was like... And then he was his response. I don't think that's a fair assessment. Yes. I was like, this is bananas. I was like, this is not okay. Y'all are fucked up. I mean, he reacts, I would say, rationally. He's just like, that's the weirdest thing you could have possibly done in this. Well, and at first, I think he was DTF. If she didn't say anything. No. I think he would have gone for it. No, because he, he says something like, like, I'm not really in the mood. And she's like, oh, come on. I want to fuck you next to your dead mom or something like that. And then he's like, why would you say right. that? And I was like, I think he was always hesitant. I think she could have talked him into it. Right. I don't think point. he, he wasn't strongly convinced about the no. He and was she just made like, it super weird. Right. He, it wasn't weird enough, but she made it awkwardly weird. Yes. Uh, and then he was like, look, I may be a murderer, but I'm not doing this kind of shit. Oh, I know. I was like, what is wrong with you people? And then she gets all like bummed out. And I'm just like, okay, you need therapy and you two <laughs> need to break up. Like, I understand you're too far into this now, but like, oh my God. What a scene. I feel like this would have come up in the relationship well before this. Like, you keep wanting to do really weird shit. Right. We're not having sex in the graveyard. This isn't the 70s anymore. <laughs> <laughs> People don't do that these days. They hire a tall man to watch. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Felix comes across his brother. Um, is the dad still alive at this no, point? No, the dad's been dead for a little while. Yeah, Felix, er, the dad dies pretty quick when he sees the wife, and and it's like, ah, and then well, dead. Felix, Felix and Z slit the dad's throat upstairs. Yeah. Or no, no, the mass killer slits their throat right in front of Felix and Z, and that's when they have the, it's like, did you have to kill him right in front of me? Right, that's where and we that's find when we out. the plot that Felix and Z right, are involved right, right. on it. Now, no one else knows this at this point until... Um, he yeah. goes downstairs. Drake is recovered from passing out from the pain of pulling out the arrow. Right. Drake should be dead anyway, but whatever. And they say, let's go to the basement and get some, some weapons, some tools. And they go down to get like ice picks or some shit like that. Right. And Drake is by himself. And then he, Felix comes across him and they have some sort of exchange. And then Felix just proceeds to, I think they're just in a room with a, a million random items because then Felix just starts going to town on his brother, like stabbing him with like a tent stake, an ice pick, <laughs> a fucking thumbtack, some crazy glue, one large potato, a kazoo, and some yeah. silly string, three teaspoons of salt. It's like, go down, man. Yeah, like, he, die. Just die. He even <laughs> says that, though. He's like, why won't you die or whatever? How many times do I have to stab you? Yeah. And I was like... Fair question. Yeah. I was like, this is some Final Destination shit right here, <laughs> yeah. all right? Did you, have you guys ever seen that um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie? No. There's a scene where Paul, Paul Rubens, Rubens keeps yes. continually getting up from the stake and dying over and over again. <laughs> That's reminding me of that. I was He's like, like oh. ah, ee, like hamming it up behind him. They're just <laughs> yeah. like, oh, they keep pausing their conversation to wait for him to like quit hamming it up. It's, yeah. a, it's a great moment. It definitely um, reminded me of this. It is funny because you see his brother die and then like when he falls down, it's just all of these knives <laughs> sticking out of him. Yeah, like there's, a, like, there's like six or seven things in his chest yeah. and it's like, kudos to you for just being like, well, I guess this is happening. Don't forget, he already took an arrow to the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> used to be an adventurer. Then I took an arrow in the knee. 
Yeah, and and as <laughs> nice. before before this, Aaron actually was chased by one of the killers and jumps out the window of the second story outside, uh, yeah. and she's running through the woods. Like she runs over to the neighbor's house, doesn't she? And sees the dead. I no, think no. she's still in the same house, but she hops out the window and then hops into another room. Yeah, like because of the weird hotel structure of this yeah. building. Yeah, and then she runs into that little bathroom, and that's when she's hiding out, and that's when Felix and all the remaining killers have their like, "That's my brother dead on there," and he's like, "I just." had to kill my brother and then Aaron hears the whole plot and because Aaron is such a badass this is where they had to also figure out some way to weaken her because when she jumps out the window a fucking piece of glass goes right into her leg and it it's a huge shard that goes right into her leg I, I think I talked about this in Terrifier something about foot and leg damage man it was the, a very large piece yeah. of glass dude and she I felt like that would have gone all the way through her leg and no, it kind of went down. It was like it was like it went. Like, it had to hit the bone. Then it looked like it went under the skin. Yes, and it along slid the leg. underneath. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's the right reaction. Like a sled. Yeah. It was really <laughs> fucked up. So she has to pull that out. She pulls that out. And the, the subtitles in this movie, it, this says flesh squelching. And that was basically in like quotation, like yeah. quotations, but the little brackets. Yeah. That pops up like five times <laughs> in the movie. And we're like, huh, that's a <laughs> squelching how these flesh. people decide what to describe right. these things as groovy jazz music. Plays, <laughs> you know, but yeah, she's in there. And so earlier, Aaron being survivalist that she is is like well even if you don't have cell reception if you type in 911 it'll send a text message to them and then whenever there's enough cell reception even for like one bar if you can't make a call it'll still send the text and the cops will get it she sends that way earlier in the movie just as a like what if and crispin's like i don't think that's gonna work and she's like i don't care i'm gonna try it anyway i'm like 99% certain that's just made up and listeners don't try that if you're in an emergency situation but I mean you know who knows and then as she's in the bathroom secretly listening on this conversation which she gets the conversation re- the conversation consists of like hey fuck you you didn't tell us you had like a survivalist in your party right. and he's like oh I'll, I'll give you I'll double your money you were gonna get 200k how about 400k and like because the killers are about to kill them right because they're being real dicks about like whatever who cares about your dead brother we got a job to do and they're like i should just kill you right now yeah let's just be done with it yeah everyone's really on edge this is not professional you know no it's clearly yeah they're not uh this might be their first time in the assassin because they evidently they're like ex-military yeah. or something like that they needed together. a job or yeah it was like i don't know what it was they it was really like, don't go too deep into the backstory no. of the which is fine yeah. yeah you don't need to but again yeah like, so she overhears this and as she's in the the room hiding she gets a return text message like we've received your message <laughs> and then everyone in the room the other room hears it and is like oh what the hell and then they go after aaron I got it. At this point, Crispin is still gone trying to get help. Quote unquote. Yes. He's not getting shit. No. And so I think it's just like another chase scene, right? Because they think she ran down the road. Well, she jumps out of the of the door and she jumps over some stairs with that busted leg. And I was like, why didn't you take the one second to walk down the stairs? <laughs> I said the same thing. Yeah. Did you say the same thing, Yes. John? I was like, that could not have been faster because when they chase her, it's exactly the same amount <laughs> well, of time. Well, someone I was watching, she's like, well, it's faster. And I was like, no, you, the impact of your leg makes yeah. you stumble. I was like, it would have been better just to take the three steps. Yes. The pain and recovery 
recovery time that she had to take <laughs> ate up all that time she saved. Yeah, so <laughs> you did not, you did not save time on that one. Uh, but it looked cool. Yeah, it was, and Garrett's not exaggerating. It was three steps. It was like, like three small steps. Yeah, you it's, a, it's a porch. Yeah. She could have literally <laughs> stepped gently over the three steps yeah. as opposed to leaping the, the banister and like jumping over the three steps. Uh, so it's not even a far jump, but no. the impact, you can definitely tell. She like goes down like, ah. Good yeah. job, survivalist. <laughs> uh, I think she would have known better. Real hey, cool, man. Panic and adrenaline because she's being chased by yeah, one everybody. of the remaining killers and Felix and Zeke. Let me just stop and ask you guys at this point, like the masks are not a good idea. No. Because you're limiting your peripheral view. As a killer, you want to be able to see everything. And I've already told you at the beginning of this episode, they're listening to music. Right. And it's got to be stifling your breathing, right? Because you're breathing through a mask. Right. So and getting, we're talking about like 1980s, like Halloween flat, masks. Halloween, right? They came in the packages that had like the little slit for your tongue and your eyeballs. Like the eye holes in this thing are minimal. And I remember those. They sucked. You were always hot. You were getting your own breath back in your face. <laughs> you like, were fogging up your yeah. own face. <laughs> it was miserable. It's not a good idea. So they're like, I don't know the level of professionality of these killers. I don't know if they've done a in job fact, before this, this or was what. A, this was a d- design choice of the filmmakers of like, let's have a creepy visual that's kind of like not creepy right. naturally, but is in, in retrospect, context. if the plan is kill everybody, they don't need mass. Nobody's going to be able to recognize them anyway. Exactly. Which leads me to my next question. When do you take the masks off? Well, clearly right in that scene in the, the way they're having the discussion with Felix. And they put them back on though. So they're still killing in the mask. And just a side point, I didn't think the masks were all that creepy. No, I agree. They were. Well, this is back to scream level. Like, you know, yeah. it's not creepy, but when you put it out of context, it becomes scary. The I mask, think. poor choice, poor, poor practical choice. I yeah. thought it looked kind of cool. Like, don't get me wrong. It's the most famous part of this movie. So it worked from a marketing and branding perspective. The very simplistic, like animal mask combined with like the dark, like brooding, like black outfits yeah. and stuff like that. Not like robes, just like black tactical outfits. Yeah. Like I was like, that's pretty creepy. Like if I saw a, a white little lamb mask reflected <laughs> in my window, I'd be like, well, it's go time. <laughs> like shit. Yeah. I think though, I, I think I agree with John. It's something to market. It yeah. gives them a marketable property and say, check out our creepy movie. We it have a work. memorable slasher, right? This so, is around the time of Saw though, isn't it? Saw was 2000. After. Way after Saw, yeah. yeah. Saw was 2006. Saw five, six maybe. Well then, then, yeah. Then definitely Scream, Saw, everything was like, we're doing a horror movie. We need to have something that we can franchise or something like that's brandable. I yeah. So we said this is 2013. Man, what was coming out? 11. Thir- well, imagine it, it premiered in 11, so it had to be made in 2010. Insidious, The yeah. Conjuring. Those were those kind of paranormal activity had probably just come out. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. All right. Anyway, interesting. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Evidently, that was interesting. We've done too many episodes. So let's, let's, we're in the final stretch of this movie. Yeah. Right. Aaron is now home alone trapping this house with a fire axe and some string. So they split up, right? They think when she jumped out of that, uh, jumped over that balcony that she was running down the road. Um, so they're like, look, Z and uh, Felix. Felix, go check for her down the road. I'm going to go back in the house in case she doubles back, which I was like, all right, clever, clever. And Felix is like, give me the crossbow, man. Yeah. I got to have a weapon. I'm not going to go out there alone. Like, <laughs> So this is the only point where he acknowledges her bad ass him. Right. Right. The funniest bit though is like, do you even know how to use this? He's like, yeah, you pull the trigger and a bolt fires and then it's just silence for like five seconds. He's like, all right, you get two bolts. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was going to like correct him. Like you're wrong. That's yeah. not how it's done. But he's like, okay, you understand. And I was like, <laughs> well, why even bother? There's your black comedy. Moment. Yeah. So the, yeah, they split up. And while they're doing this, uh, like Mark was saying, she's home alone in the house with that trap. 
and she's and she sets a trap for an axe to swing down and hit whoever comes to the front door in the face with an axe of bricks tied to it to have impact and, right. and velocity. But he comes through the back door instead of the front door, <laughs> and she so turns on and like the subtitle just said shit. And yeah. I was like, yes. So she has to go mano a mano with the killer, the right. last remaining masked killer. I guess she was only brandishing the axe or something, and she runs out of weapons. Mm-hmm. And then she makes her way into this back room, and she picks up a log like next to a fire. And she sets up a camera that starts randomly flashing. Oh, right? in the basement. Yeah. I'm not convinced that there's going to be a setting on that shitty piece of camera oh. that says just auto take a photo just every 10 flashing. seconds. Yeah. yeah. Keep flashing. Or maybe, bro. I mean, we did see her sort of jury rig something. So maybe she just put something on the button. Sure. Home alone it. Yeah. So she home alone this camera. And yeah, like you're saying, it's a, or you were, Gary was saying, it's a creepy scene for real. But this killer is a dumbass because right. clearly this is a distraction. And it works. Do you not understand this? Well, he starts walking towards the, because it's, the room is black and he just sees the flash, the flash, the fl- and it's blinding him, but he's like, oh, well, she's clearly over there flashing the camera at me. Not like this chick has been smart enough to set up right. traps before. And you're no smarter than a moth to the flame, dude. Yeah. You like walk right <laughs> up to it. That's going to be the image for the episode. It's a moth to the flame. <laughs> yeah. He's seen all of these traps. Even if that was her pressing the button, do you think that she, she would, would not, not have, have something? Right. Yes. She's not so stupid as to be like, come kill me. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's what happens he gets beamed with a log and his face smushed in with that log she's beating him as the flash is going off so there's like like you see these little flashes of her like swinging down and and killing this dude in the basement in the black with the white the white flash very photo sensitive if you have like epilepsy careful this scene might trigger that super super well done though uh this whole movie looks tremendous yeah tremendous uh framing shots too where you look through holes in doors Mm -hmm. and see the killer's face pop into frame like there's there's some great cinematography in this but yeah so she kills that final killer which i also was like well now you have evidence of you killing this dude now granted you can probably justify that through the story, but yeah, when you see like, where, yeah, but I was, I mean, I do often wonder like, how is she going to explain this shit to all the cops? Not just for this movie. I wonder that like a lot of horror movies where you're the final survivor. She's <laughs> like, well, officer, I had to go full ham. Yeah. I had yeah. to kill I can't half ham this shit. <laughs> I had to kill 12 people. I mean, there was no other way out of this situation. <laughs> but so, she, she kills that dude. And then at this point, uh, so I almost said Lennox and Z, uh, Felix, Felix and Z, and Z yeah. are coming back to the house and they run into her, right? Yeah, she's in the kitchen, like, I think. Grabbing knives and right, stuff like that. Right, she's trying to get everything together and they they get into a fight. Um, it's a great fight scene between uh, Felix, Z, and Aaron in the kitchen. Right, and she beats both of them, 2v1, and she kicks both their asses pretty handily. They get some good hits in there, though. They're, True. Like, they're messing her up, too, and I was like, whoa, she might actually lose this. She picks up a pot full of room temperature oil and <laughs> slings it onto Felix, and I'm like, well, I think she thought meant that to be hot. Well, she <laughs> thought that, too. Because well, earlier in the movie, she put that on to boil, yeah. and she left it once everything started going crazy. So I think she just still thought, oh, my hot whatever, and she throws it, right. and he goes, it's not even hot, it's warm. Yeah. And, I'm and pretty he sure slips she- on it. Yeah, he slips on it and falls over. He's like, what's that? Good? Oh, 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 banana peel. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, you dumb bitch. It's not even hot slip. Like, oh, geez. Good she, but we could settle out of court right now for 10 bucks. <laughs> she beans Z in the head with that pot. A nice yes. dong sound. It was incredible. Uh, knocks her down. And then that's when uh, she goes at Felix with the blender. Right. So she busts him with the glass part of the blender to break the glass. Then he's just sitting there fucking. I mean, he's just had a really shitty day. He just 
got knocked down by a, a glass blender. Yeah. And she, t- like Garrett said earlier, she takes it and just rams it into his head. She flips it upside down and starts smashing him in the top of the skull with the blender blades. And then I guess she gets it far enough in. I mean, I'm sure you could. Skulls can break. I mean, yeah, I mean it's, it's a heavy, it's a, it's, a, it's a heavy blender too. We're not talking like a cheap, like. It's industrial. Yes. <laughs> and she gets it in and then she turns around, plugs it in and it just starts blending inside his head. And so she fucks him up and then Z sees this whole thing and at this point I thought she was going to start begging for her life but she tries to fight again and she jumps on her back uh, and then a whole nother fight happens. And then gets stabbed in the skull with a knife. Yeah, the end of Z. From the top. It's brutal. Um, so we got one blender head and one knife, knife. head. Then the cell uh, knife <laughs> Then Felix's cell phone starts ringing uh, and she's like, huh, this is some weird shit. Picks it up lo and behold it's crispy and yes for no reason he just starts uh expositing sorry hey man it's really cold out here are you done with all the killing yet i want to come in <laughs> you I know like, you know i had to leave because i'm a vegan and i can't stand I'm killing a pacifist he's like i'm a pacifist i'm sorry i had to bail on the whole plan but i just couldn't do it after mom got it i just i had yeah. to check out is it done yet and she's just like listening he and then he doesn't say anything and he goes i can hear you breathing on the phone because no one's ever thought if no one's talking and there's just breathing it couldn't be someone else why would you just word vomit all this information out anyway wait for a hello i think we said it before on one episode i can't remember it was like start with a greeting yes (laughs) Yes. uh it would really save you bring bring it's just like okay check this shit out i just bought groceries (laughs) i got lucky charms i got this oh hey mom you know yeah like so he comes back to the house crispy crispy yeah crispy walks into the house Aaron walks out of her recent murder room and he's like, oh, Aaron, where's uh, Felix? And she's like, I killed him with a blender. <laughs> and he's like, oh, what about Z? Killed her with a screwdriver. Oh, she just, because at this point, she's just like, she snapped. She doesn't know what to do. She's like, to hell with all this nonsense. And then, no, I think she's past not know what to do. She no, I'm is just saying, like, she's just kind of like, I don't know how to like, Really, she's in, you like, were in on this murder like, mode. I think she's just more just disillusioned with it. Like, wow. No, I think she's pissed because she's like, you were going to kill me. Well, yeah, but I think she's like, just kind of like, well, what the fuck kind and of mode. Crispy is now going to barter with Aaron. Yeah. He's like, look, I was going to, uh, you were going to stay alive. I promise. I told you I was going to come back. Remember, I promised. Yeah. You were specifically supposed to be the witness that said, oh, it was crazy people. The whole part of the plan was for you to live. Uh, you know, she goes, she goes. Well, you knew I could have been hurt. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. Part of the plan was you yeah. weren't to be touched. And, and she's like, that doesn't matter. Yeah. And which is bullshit because they're trying to kill her the whole time. Right. And she really basically says nothing, which I do love. She's just looking at him and he's once again, just word vomiting. She's like, what about your student loans? Don't you need money? I have money. Now I have a lot of money. Well, he tries to, he tries to like rationalize it with her and then he realizes it's not going to work. Then he tries to bribe or barter with right. her. He's going and through I was like, all I was the like, steps. Yield exposition yeah. in monologue barter system. I was like, this never works. And then I was like, my next note is, yep, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you want money? Money's better than no money, right? Yeah. And then while he's doing this, he's closing the distance like an idiot. Which right. never do. Just if you're in a situation, don't slowly creep. Either also, bum rush or stop. What is this man's plan? He just killed a trained tactical team, his brother, I guess his sister-in-law, or no, regular sister, his sister. Like, obviously, this is not someone you want to fuck with. She is a killer. Uh, I think he legitimately thought he might be able to talk his way out of it. And then they both leave and he gives her some oof. money. Yeah, I think. 
think I think he thought, well, she she loves me enough that she'll be okay with this. And it's like, do you see that expression right. on her face? She's just giving now's you- the time to be like, cool. I'm going to go right. and hope that you don't follow me. <laughs> She's just giving him a death glare. And uh, then she just stabs him in the fucking neck. And yeah. then he goes, why? And she goes, why not? <laughs> <laughs> that line, the why not? And the way she says it, just kind of like, what the fuck else am I going to do yeah. at this point? And it's like, I can't fault you, girl. But uh, Tremendous scene. I think I might have uh, maybe taken the money. You know, I was actually while watching the movie wondering like, what would I have done in that situation? I don't know. She doesn't know any of these people. This is the first time she met any of them except for Crispy. Um, so, But taking the money would have made this whole horrific event feel a little bit softer. Right, yeah. It's a little... I don't know. I feel like I... I don't know if I have it in myself to ever kill anybody. I know, that's just the hard I'm just part. Like, I mean, if I'm like in a survival situation where it's like my life versus someone else's survival, maybe that could come to that. But the thing that's is... That's true, like, but everybody's already dead. It's already happened. But like, at this true, point, The money though, might make that a little easier to deal with. I don't know if I'd be able to live with that i don't know if i'd be able to like day to day be like well thanks for my sweet million bucks but uh I, you know you could wonder that while you're on your cruise in the bahamas or whatever think, you want to do I think part of the deal is she had to be with him though no nah, he was like i'll give you some money like just go yeah just go oh i thought he was like we'll get back to get we'll, we'll get out well, of that this was his I'll first pitch he was on the third fourth fifth yeah. pitch at this point he was making <laughs> yeah. any pitch I, I missed the third pitch then <laughs> I, I missed the the, the no, rewrite honestly uh being a good person you would hope that you wouldn't yeah. take the money right but I I don't yeah. know that I would have killed him either. I don't know what I would have done. I don't think I could have just stabbed him in the neck like if she did. She, if she had taken the money, I would have felt like that was that would have fit the script. Okay. I feel like yeah. I was like, okay. I and mean, at this point, what do you got to lose? You it's know? also a little justified at that point. It's like, well, why not take the money? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but she says, fuck it. Yeah. Stabs him in the neck. He says, why? She says, why not? Love and that then scene. From immediately the from the window. Shot by a cop. Boom. I uh, mean, I think the cop was justified in that moment. He just probably watched her stab this dude in the neck. Right. Which, yeah, but you still have to announce yourself as a cop. You still have to be like, police, freeze, pow, or does, something. Right, does you know? beg the question of why didn't he announce himself while she was, you know, I don't know, before she stabbed him in the fucking neck. Hey, Clearly, don't do that. Hey, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, What's going on in here? Oh, wait. You know, like, police, uh, is anybody inside? Again, this is a moment where I was like, if cops follow protocol, we could have had it. Because I don't think she would have stabbed the dude if the cop was there. There's I also know the cop was there. She would have been like, cool, you're fucked, bro. They also have zero information of what is happening. It was just, yeah, it was, was a 911 text? text. I think uh, it just said like distress SOS or something. Yeah. True. If you see her standing with a knife and this guy kind of like, uh, 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 maybe you'd be like, oh, well, but she looks like then, the bad guy for sure in yes, that situation. But even then as the cop, you should be like, Okay, bad guy, freeze, police, anything. Announce yourself, and it could have changed the, the if entire term. If the terms. last five years have proven anything, police are just shooting people all over the place. If the so. last 50 years yes. have proven anything. Yeah. Uh, but let's just say that it, either before the guy is dead, before Crispy is dead, or after the Crispy's dead, he still should have said, police, freeze. Right. At any time, he should have at least announced himself. Announced True. himself. But yeah, he shoots, and so our main character is now shot, who we thought was going to survive, and we're like, oh my God, she just got killed too. And I thought that was the end of the movie. Oh, uh, I I think she, she got shot in the, in the shoulder. Yeah, you see her get shot in the shoulder and she just goes down, but she's still alive. You see Again, her still alive. that dude got hit with a bolt and passed out. Like, she's like got shot. I feel like she would at least be like, because I thought she passed out too. 
I thought she popped up pretty. Either way. Regardless. Yeah, the cop goes back to the car. He's like, yo. It's presented like she might be dead. Yeah. And he's like, yo, some crazy shit's going on. I need backup. And then he goes through the front door and we see her crawling and she's like, no. Yeah. She Just like the wet bandits in Home Alone. Yeah. Only it's an axe. Uh, right to the face. It <laughs> splatters. You're next. Credits roll. I did like the fact that they put you're next again. Yes. <laughs> like, it's like, In case you didn't get it the first two times, we wrote that in blood on the screen. Now, this actually had a really cool end credit scene. Oh, I didn't like, stay that long. <laughs> it was all the death certificates of the characters and showing their like faces of what they look like when they got killed. No, I didn't see that. So like what the Drake or Felix had the blender <laughs> on his head and it was like a little like and they were like really faded, like scratched sure. out and stuff like that. But it was basically like the death certificates of all these people hmm. of their like where they were found and what they look like when they were found and stuff like that with their names and stuff. And then it had like the credits over their their name. It looked pretty cool. It was actually a really cool kind of like 2009, Effect. 2010, kind of like that's it's like kind the of cop files or the the case files, police or records, yeah, yeah. But it was like real muddied out and stuff. It was gotcha. kind of interesting, like um, visual design. But yeah, so it was a whole twist. Now, did she die or did she get away? Was it an after credit scene? I no, not that I know of. I thought she got. I assumed she got away. Like I don't think she would have died from the gunshot wound to the shoulder. Uh, at least especially Maybe following she bled the, out but well, yeah following knows. the rules of this universe though <laughs> if a crossbow bolt isn't going to cause you i don't think a little nine millimeter is going to do it I just assume she survived and i don't know went into hiding i guess i mean what do you what could she do now you know well, more cops show up. She explains what happens. <laughs> and uh, she goes through therapy for a good decade. I don't think there's a way she's getting out of there without going to jail. The story's so outrageous. She has no proof. All the cops are going to come see is a bunch of dead people and well, one person. There's an easy way. Phone records from Crispy's phone. The whole deluge of the, hey, Felix, I want to come back in the but house. But it's not recorded. They'll only be able to see that she got a call, that Felix got a call from Crispy right before he died. There is some evidence that could help her story to be like, look, this is what happened. Okay, we see calls to this. We can go back and check, like, yeah. you know, not phone records of conversations, but like who called who. And maybe there's a lot of like Felix Crispy conversation before they went there. But even then, yeah, that's well, maybe. Yeah, I want to see the Law and Order episode. can't even announce himself. Uh, uh, Your Honor, please take a look at the digital camera that took 87 photos of the murderer. Uh, They took 87 photos of a dark room of her smashing a dude to death. (laughs) They also have three dead bodies of the murderers. Well, no. You know they're the murderers. To the police, they're just dead people. The masks? It's not illegal to wear masks. We can't just kill... It was a masquerade ball. Look, I know you're ready to lock her up and throw (laughs) away the key, but I think she can get out of this. Uh, I'm seeing a Law and Order episode here. Of the the people versus Aaron, whatever her last name Rockovich. is. Rockovich. Yeah. Sure. Well, uh, I think it sounds like we'd all recommend it, right? Yes, I thought it was a, a, a good movie. Yeah. yeah. I think this movie does a good job of translating all the murderous thoughts anybody that's ever gone to a family reunion onto the <laughs> silver screen. Wow. I don't know that. I mean, wouldn't you rather cut in Aunt Edna instead of that a gross fruitcake that she brought? No. No. I've never wanted to kill my family. I've wanted to be away from them. Yeah, I'm glad you guys took me seriously on that, because obviously <laughs> it was a joke, uh, but it's somewhat predictable, but I thought it was entertaining. The kills were satisfying, and it kept me going, you know, how's this guy going to get take, taken yeah. out, you know? So I would definitely recommend it. It did have some good, like, like we thought, like, oh, he's gonna get, she's going to get shot when the door opens. Like, they did a good job of, like, kind of twisting what we expected just to make it a little bit different enough to where... 
you know, because I didn't see the Crispin part coming in. Like I, I realized, like, oh, someone is. Yeah, I did on not it. see that either. But then to I didn't see honest. that either. I was like, oh, so I think this movie did a good job of actually keeping us like not on our toes, but keeping us on edge enough to where like we didn't get complacent. Yeah, mm, I agree. Yeah. It was. It was, good. it was a light twist at the end. It was like, oh, someone else was in on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I appreciated how badass Aaron became too. Maybe like, Aaron becomes the next your next killer for your next two, uh, but it's also it's your next T O O. Your so, next two. Your like, next look two. Who's talking. Yeah, yeah. Two. That's good. So. I was gonna say your next year. Oh, there you go. That could be the subtitle. <laughs> You're the nextest on the listest. Yeah, the ghost with the most. No oh boy. <laughs> Anything else to add on this one before we wrap up? Nope. I'd say watch it. Definitely watch it. Well, listeners, have you seen this movie? What do you think about it? Please let us know on our Instagram, Facebook, or what's the other one? Twitter. Twitter. And uh, hit us up. Let us know what you think. You can also find more of our content at www.thegravetalk.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.